0: You are listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Millis now. During these podcasts, we'll be exploring all of the different opportunities that we get to seize the day on a daily basis and what tools and what changes we can make in order to grab those goals. Are you ready to make change? Hello, 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 podcast lovers. How are you all? It is Thursday. I am Natalie and this is Seize the Day. You may hear from my voice that I'm a little bit run down, I'm a bit croaky, so luckily you don't have to listen to this through the whole show as uh, you're in for a treat. I've got a wonderful guest on today's show. I travelled over to home last week, or yeah, just last week I think, um, conducted our conversation there. So heads up, it's a, we've got a few technical challenges in that we both share the microphone, so in some cases you can't quite hear what I say, but it doesn't detract from the the incredible conversation and also the wonderful story that Julia has to, has to tell. I hope you enjoy it, take care, keep well. Hey podcast lovers, another treat for you today. I'm not at home, I'm not in my office. I've come over to West London in a rather fabulous location and I've been joined by an incredible woman. She is founder of Global Girl Project, a leadership exchange programme for young girls from developing countries. I am super excited, so thrilled. Please put your hands together for Julia Lynch. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thanks so much for joining me. And this is a wonderful location that we're at today. So for everybody listening, will you describe where we are? Well, we're in my home, which is, uh, you know, always a beautiful place
1: to be, and it's on the Grand Union Canal out in West London. So, yeah, we're sitting on my boat, uh, who's a 60-foot wide beam called Dragonfly. Um, Dragonfly, yeah, that's her name. I know, it's a great name. I know, I almost bought another boat called Tipsy Gypsy, which I was pretty, I felt like that was more appropriate but uh, but Dragonfly is pretty amazing too. So yeah, so we're out in uh, we're out in Uxbridge, um, just on the Grand Union, as I said, just by lock number, whatever it is. I won't give my
0: exact location. <laughs> no, it's absolutely wonderful to have you on. Honestly, it's a, it's a real treat. Uh, Seize the day is all about seizing life's opportunities uh, that get presented to us on a daily basis and exploring the tools that we can use to help us succeed. Um, and this show, for me. I want to celebrate wonderful inspiring women and I'm really excited by the fact that you got in contact with me well, I must be just shy of a month ago now I think mm-hmm. maybe yeah following the a um, course that I did um, led by Dr Sam Collins uh, and a subsequent podcast I did on that on that uh, workshop you know Sam Collins you used to work for her so you got in contact and I'm, I'm so chuffed to have you on the show and so keen to learn about Global Girl Project. How you got there? A little bit about yourself as well, and uh, whoa! In fact, how we're even here today as well—the whole story, the full shebang. I mean, absolutely.
1: About it's about seizing the day, and I think you know, my uh, friend of mine knew that I was looking for different ways to tell the story of Global Girl Project, and saw your podcast about seizing the day and and your um, experience with the Aspire. Uh, workshop with dr sam collins and i was seizing the day too right sort of you know doing my best just to put myself out there put my work out there um which is not an always, a, a easy thing for me to do not an easy thing for a lot of people to do so it was just really you know saying hey this is what i'm doing i feel like it's pretty amazing and um you know can we get together and talk about it so you know so that's why i reached out to you and also that it was um lesbian podcast I thought was you know was really amazing being a, a, another queer woman um, wanting to support and be able to you know you know I think I said to you it's like I forget, you forget. I forget that I'm gay I mean it's it's not really it's like not it's not like you know I remember that I'm a straight person right it's, it's just it is what it is so um, but definitely that was something that resonated with me so yeah I'm from I'm from Canada it's you know, it was a long story, but really it probably does come down to seizing the day, to be honest with you. You know, I live my life through through my intuition, all of my major decisions, um, much to initially my mother's chagrin were, you know, based on doing what felt right, you know, in the moment, obviously with a lot of planning and, and, and uh, research, but always what felt right. So I've lived in different parts of the world. To me, it's never really made sense to stay in one place um i remember my mother saying to me one time i think i was moving from toronto to la and she was you know sort of having a difficult time with it and she was like you know we've moved me and your father moved to canada and you know why you and your brother don't live don't want to live here and and i felt so bad but i said you know what you taught me because they're both immigrants was not to stay in one place but to to move to go to experience different cultures um, and, and so I value that, that greatly. So I, you know, I grew up in Canada. Um, I actually moved at the end of a major breakup, uh, in my twenties with, uh, what was the love of my life at that point in time. So it was like, I, I said to you, it was like, this was, I thought my life was going to be this way, you know, I had the, 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 the garden. I was the one who mowed the lawn, like my dad and she planted flowers, like my mom. And we didn't have, a, we did actually have a white picket fence actually in the backyard. I got um and that ended and then I thought you know my life was was over and I had a a choice to make really as we always do and and I could either kind of stay in my basement and cry myself to sleep or I could pick up and do something different. And so at that point I decided to move to the UK. Uh, my mom is English and my father was Jamaican, but I'd also lived here. So it was kind of an easy move and they were going to pay social workers a lot of money to uh, to come and work as a social worker here because wow. nobody wanted to do it here because it was a terrible job. So, I, you know, I moved here, but that was really kind of where I started to see myself in a different way, see my life as, as having possibly a different path and that there were actually other options out there. And that's when I started to travel the world, um, started to experience different cultures and really understand the importance of pushing yourself outside your comfort zone, doing things that were absolutely terrifying, you know, and, and coming out the other end a different person. So I moved here being not my boat but the U.K., we now decide it was 16 years ago. This seems like a lifetime ago. And so I lived here for a couple of years. I moved back to Canada, uh, worked as a family therapist for a number of years, uh, taught mental health agency in Toronto, and, and, but really felt a calling to move on from there. And it was a long story that involves a Harley Davidson, but um, (laughs) I think it's always about a Harley, it seems in my life. I don't know. Uh, It involved a Harley and it involved a trip to visit a friend in San Diego. And I rode a Harley up to L.A. a couple of times because I was like, L.A., who's ever going to go to L.A. for like an actual trip? Right. Like L.A. is a ridiculous place as far as I knew. And then I did, I, I visited and it was, again, my intuition is very clear to me that this was a place I needed to be. And so I, I um, on the flight back home, I, I knew two things. One was that I was going to get into international development because I had been thinking about, about that. I had just come back from a trip to Tanzania. And I also knew that I needed to move to L.A. So I moved back home to Toronto. I was back home in Toronto. I told my mom, I'm moving to L.A. Wow. because I'm going to work in international development And she's like, well, why don't you just move to Tanzania? Why are you moving to L.A. to work in international development? That doesn't make any sense. I said, I don't know, but I know that's what I need to do. So that is kind of, you know, I moved to L.A. I lived in Los Angeles for nine years. Um, And and so that's really where a lot of things, you know, a lot of things changed in my life. That's where I I, um, founded Global Girl Project. That's where I started uh, training and teaching capoeira um that's where I you know that's where I met uh, Dr. Collins there's many different things that that happened in my time in LA uh and then that came to an end um you know rather abruptly but it was again having a choice in front of me a difficult choice as to a next step and uh I chose to move here back here.
0: I find that absolutely fantastic and it's wonderful to hear how you explain how you've got here as well. A couple of things I've just written down here. The fact that intuition is a very strong driver in terms of how and what you do and and the fact that you rely on that as well. Our intuition is absolutely incredible. It's a phenomenal thing. It really is a very strong way to view and and how you can drive your life if you trust what you know to be right. And it's a real gut instinct. It's really phenomenal. And to your point, often it takes us out of our comfort zones. And the fear factor perhaps would stop us from doing that. Yeah. So can we chat a little bit about Girl Projects? So how and why? What was the inspiration or the instinct that you got to do that following on from your life in, in terms of the social work and whatnot? And I can't pronounce this properly. Forgive me. wearer? C- what? Is that okay? Okay. What and someone might not know what that is. So what and in, in terms of of what you do there.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, one thing to say in terms of 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 intuition, you know, I think for me and a lot of people is this connection. It's something bigger than ourselves, yeah. right? There's a connection to something bigger ourselves. I very much believe in the universe and and I I often say, especially for the last few years and how things have changed in my life is like it's rather uh presumptuous of us to think that as human beings we as you know limited human beings can come up with a picture of our life that is so much better than what the universe can can come up with Mm -hmm. right like the universe is this huge expansive thing that continues to expand so Infinite. infinite exactly so if we just let go and trust our intuition we listen to that what is created is way bigger than we could ever imagine so I think, you know, in terms, so that's important to say, but in terms of, you know, Global Girl Project, um, you know, that came from again a conversation I was having with a friend about, yeah, I'm always looking for ways to push myself. You know, I realized actually recently that I've become so uh used to being uncomfortable that when I'm comfortable, I'm uncomfortable.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Which is weird, right? I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not to be honest to talk to a the therapist about it, but I think Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, is this, is this good? I don't know. It's like, yeah. Wait a second. Yeah. It's, yeah. So anyway, so again, you know, that's how I live my life. And so, you know, I was, I was, I was feeling comfortable Mm -hmm. in my life and I was looking for a way to push myself. And I, as I said, I traveled around the world. I'd experienced a lot of different cultures. Um, You know, I had this conversation with this woman in Tibet years ago. Uh, for a couple of hours and she didn't speak english and i didn't you know i didn't speak tibetan and, and but we could communicate right and and that experience amongst many others that i had especially in nepal was kind of really showing me the importance of of pushing yourself through travel through exposure to different cultures different languages and that if we really could connect with people on that human level we can change the world yeah. right yeah. we c- we can't treat people badly yeah. if we are connected to them Agreed. Right. And we have all these barriers. You're from here. You look like that. You have this. And and that we choose to use to disconnect us. But we're all the same. We all want to be loved. We all want to be safe. Right. And we all want to have purpose. So it was really kind of looking at what's not being done. And it was clear talking with a friend who's also interested in international development was that that ability to to experience different cultures, to leave their environment was something that was not readily available to young people from developing countries. Um, specifically, young women, and I've known through working as a therapist and social worker for many years, is it's very hard to change yourself when you're in the same environment day in and day out. It's very hard to see yourself in a different light, without stepping out of your environment, oh, the right? Yeah, right, and seeing that something is done differently somewhere else, right? And also challenging yourself. So uh, so that was really kind of where Global Girls started to formulate. I'm really interested in doing something different. I'm not interested in doing something that everybody else is doing. And, uh, and, I, and again, I thought to myself, I, was like, I had a friend who had started her own nonprofit, and I was like, how hard could it be? <laughs> <laughs> and also, I mean, it's really hard, but uh, what's the worst that can happen? Right? I fail. Big deal. And, I, I, and I, I was having a conversation with somebody actually this weekend that I don't even – think there's such a thing as failure. Failure doesn't exist. It's just something that didn't work yeah. how you thought yeah. it was gonna work. And then then just look at another yeah. solution.
0: it you in a different way. You learn.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. So this is, I don't think there's any, any such thing as failure. So, so for me, that was where it started. I started to look at the fact that there was uh, really very little uh, money and time and energy being spent on um, development around young women mm-hmm. in developing countries. And all research shows that the best way to change uh, a community is through the empowerment and education of, of girls and women right that women and girls bring back to their community what they learn their resources and they also educate their daughters and and it's just it's it's just how we work as as beings it's not anything against men it's just it's a different masculine feminine and so that's kind of where it started to formulate um it's changed over the years um from you know it's just like the first one I did, this was in the U.S. for three years. So okay. we did it in the U.S. for three years. And my first one, honestly, was like, let me just get her home safely and without being pregnant, honestly. Like, that was yeah. like, I was like, that I've had success. You know, it was what? a girl from Brazil. And then it's, you know, it's changed over the years. Uh, last year, the year before, we had girls from India. Okay. We partnered with an organization that works with girls in the Red Light District in Mumbai. And so we had girls from India come. But we struggled with uh immigration in the US because if you're
0: big topic yeah
1: i mean it, it, this was before trump too this is a this is a us because, thing yeah. right especially yeah. since 911 it was it got a lot worse so if you're if you're poor and brown yeah. you're probably not getting into the US okay. right and i didn't know this yeah. starting out but okay. we really struggled with girls from Haiti uh the first year we applied they didn't get their visa the second year I had the mayor of L.A. call the U.S. Embassy in Port-au-Prince on the day that they had their interviews and vouched for us, and they got their visa. And then the next day, they called them back in and took them away. Um, And it was really kind of like, again, you could see his failure, but it was just like, all right, so what do do I do next, right? And so uh, that was kind of what precipitated the the shift to Nepal, and that's a longer story, and it was actually a conversation with Dr. Collins, but um, of like, all right. What do we do? And I was speaking to somebody I met, you know, through her, uh, Linda Cruz, and she's like, "Have you thought about working in another developing country?" And I was like, "No, No. (laughs) (laughs) I had not thought about that." Yeah, that's a great idea. And then, and then it was kind of it was like, "What about India? What about Nepal?" And I chose Nepal for a number of reasons, Um, but it was actually interesting when I went back to Nepal. So we just ran our program in Nepal in July and August. I remember that that's the first place I traveled on my own and it's actually the first place that i had the experience of of doing something totally outside my comfort zone thinking i was going to die and getting through the other side and i came back i was living in england at the time i came back from nepal and people were like you look totally you look totally different right i'd also lost 20 pounds cuz i was like vomiting on the side of the mountain for days but i should do i was also changed, right? right? What I would say for Global Girl Project, right, is that it's, it's a leadership training and cultural exchange specifically for girls from developing countries, okay. and so we partner with organizations from different parts of the world, developing countries the girls have to live in poverty within those countries right. they're nominated as being seen as possible leaders and we, the idea is, is bringing them together to learn from each other, to teach each other, to have an experience totally outside of the comfort zone, none of them have left home before let alone gotten on a plane they haven't heard of nepal like the girls this year were from haiti and sierra leone and nepal the girls from haiti and sierra leone had never heard of like mount everest uh no idea where they were going and bring them all together to to see what happens when when girls from different parts of the world different who've never they don't even live in places where there are people from different cultures right and see what happens, and it was a, in an amazing, amazing experience in so many ways. It was transformational every day. I think I cried almost every day, and I'm not a crier, um, but it, we spent five weeks together in Nepal, and they they go to school part-time, so there's exposure to Nepali students, and the Nepali students, first time seeing, you know, uh, somebody from from the, from Africa or from, you know, um, and then they also go through a a full leadership training where they develop their own community project. So it's about them identifying an issue in their community. It's not me. I'm from Canada. What do I know about life in a small village in Sierra Leone? Right. Uh, and then, but I use my experience as a community development worker to develop a project that is attainable, you know, sustainable, Sustainable. um, low cost, no cost, that they then implement when they go home, right? right? And so they have to, our girls right now are now home. We have eight girls who are all running their own projects in their communities, which is amazing because it's like we want them, not only for them to see themselves as leaders and and change agents, but also for their peers to see that there's another option for you as a girl besides getting married and having kids at a young age right? Dropping out of school for a lot of them. So they're the examples for their peers. Okay. And it's that ripple effect that we're looking to, to create in, in these communities. And then once they finish their implementation, they all get a small stipend from us that was donated from Disney this past year um, to go towards their education. Yeah. Okay. So it's about keeping them in school, obviously, and, and you know, completing their, completing their schooling. So it's kind of, this is our first year in Nepal. Wow. I had no idea how it was going to go. It could have all gone to pot. But it's, you know, we could have lost to have the girls in there tr- getting to the, you know, the girls from Haiti responsibility had. Yeah. Level. I mean, the girls hadn't even. I'm sure that nobody, especially a 16, 17, 18 year old girl has ever flown from either Haiti or Sierra Leone to Nepal.
0: Wow. Yeah, probably. Why would you? Why would you? Right. Yeah.
1: The flights don't exist. Yeah, right. So we had to like, you know, piecing everything together. It was crazy. So that even getting them there was already an accomplishment.
0: Do you check in regularly with the girls now, or how does it develop beyond these? Yeah,
1: so we have, um, we do a few different things. I mean, there's, there's I've created a Facebook group of the girls and me, and so they they talk with each other. They don't understand time zones, so they call at like, you know, three in the morning, my <laughs> phone is ringing, they're trying to talk to each other. I'm like, girls, sleeping. Um, but they, they, we, uh, so they communicate that way, but we also have monthly meetings over yeah. either Facebook Messenger, or Skype, whatever works to update on how their projects are going. Okay. They write me reports every month, um, to tell me each meeting they've had, how many people attend their meeting, what they talked about. They're so supportive of each other. It's like blows me away. Wow um, they all got started on their projects before I, they even needed to. Cause I was like, go home, rest a little bit. They were all like right away. And it, it was amazing because they realized their opportunity, yeah. you know? Um, and then it's, we're growing from here. So we'll yeah. see how it, how it Happened. happens. You know, I don't know. I'd like to, I'm creating a network of girls around the world who, who are agents of change and who are looking to, to do something different. And, and I don't think that network exists in in this way. I haven't been able
0: to find it. Wow. I mean, the whole story everything you're doing is absolutely sensational. It's very inspiring. I mean, I've written down here, just listening to what you you say about the girls as well, and how beautiful this in itself, how supportive they are of each other, the natural drive for any of us learning and particularly being exposed to different environments, different experiences, is that we want to support and grow. That's a beautiful thing I mean that is amazing. The growth that you're going through as well, and the learning process and whatnot for me how anyone who's listening. How can they support you or what can they do if they're inspired, if they think what you're doing is an incredible thing, they've perhaps thought about it themselves or want to get involved with, uh, there's so many wonderful people out there in developing countries who need support, which is what you're doing. How could somebody get involved or help you? What are the... What are the opportunities that they can do to support? Um, great question.
1: Uh, you know, it's a few different things. Obviously, we're young. We're going to our fifth year. So we're always open to different ideas as well. Right. Um, if people hear what I'm saying and they go, oh, have you thought about this? you know, reach out to me yeah. and let me know. I'm just as in moving to Nepal. No, I, I, I hadn't thought about it. It's a great idea. Yeah. Right. But you know, more practically, we always, 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 always need donations. Right. We, unfortunately this morning, I just got a we applied to Kathmandu, yeah. you know, the outdoor yeah. company. They donated a bunch of gear last year, which was amazing for our girls. Cause obviously none of them had proper clothing to okay. be wearing in Nepal. Uh, Cause we went on a trek yeah. as well. Um, uh, and we applied for funding, and unfortunately, they just said no this morning. So we are in that we uh, we are in a position where we really we need more sustainable funding. Not only donations on our website, which you know you can go, you can become a monthly donor, which is the easiest way. You know, a few pounds comes out of your bank account every every month. You don't even notice it. Um, but also, people who are in the business and corporate sector, we are looking for sponsorship. You know, what we're doing is very niche. And I have not found another organization out there that's doing it like we're doing it. Uh, and so that's great. Yeah. But also it means that there is not that that uh, stream of funding. So, you know, we're really looking for corporations. Uh, maybe they're related to women or travel or, you know, I don't know, that want to support. And we're not talking but it's not tons of money in a in a corporate sense, right, that we need but certainly, we need something more sustainable. Otherwise, we will—we have to make decisions. Not all the girls will be able to participate. Yeah. It's very realistic, unfortunately. Right. But also spreading the word, telling people what we're doing. Go on to our social media and share, yeah. share. Honestly, people think that's not a big deal, it's but massive. it's massive. Yeah. It's huge, right? Like, if if uh, you know, if my friend hadn't told me about your podcast, yeah. right, and that hadn't been shared, we wouldn't be here. Right, the small things make a big difference, so share uh donate um, if you're related to different businesses or corporations, reach out to us, give us suggestions, anything like that I think is would be huge and go on, as I
0: did mention earlier about the cap power <laughs> <laughs> <time. laughs> capoeira. Capoeira. I'm so sorry, go on what is that
1: um capoeira is a <laughs> Uh, hard word to describe, to 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 say. Um, Capoeira is the Afro Brazilian martial art. Okay. All right, so you've probably seen it. Uh, you've probably thought it's a dance. I don't like dancing. It's definitely not a dance. It's uh, so it was originated in in Brazil. Uh, started by the the slaves who were brought over from from Portugal about five five hundred ish years ago, um, and so it's a it's a it's a very interesting martial art because it, there's it's not just the martial aspect to it. There's a lot of spinning kicks. There's a lot of acrobatics and things like that. But there's also the music. You have to learn how to play the instruments. There's some of them behind you or parts of them behind you right there. Um, you have to learn how to sing the songs, which are in Portuguese. Um, there's it's there's such a depth to it. you know, it was born out of out of slavery. It was born out of struggle, It was born out of emancipation. It was born out of freedom. And so it's a it's very hard to describe, uh, but there's a spirituality to it that uh, you really only know by experiencing it. Yeah, um, and so I started that. Uh, also when I moved to LA I was moving I wanted to find community when I moved to LA I wanted to find connection and uh, and I found it through Capoeira when I moved from LA I was teaching in LA and I told my master that I was moving and he's like good start teaching in London I was like oh shit (laughs) so I you know part I when I moved here I did start up my own Group here, okay. right? So I teach classes. You should come to class. I, w- I, d- I
0: would love to. Yeah, I would. it's in
1: it's cool? in Harrow. Yeah, it's okay. in Harrow, so okay. it's close by. So I have my own classes here, but you know, again, part of uh, but something that seems really, really shitty, yeah. for lack of a better word, has turned into the next stage of, of my life, yeah. right? And so I lost I lost uh, another job. <laughs> I've been losing a lot of jobs in the last <laughs> right. year. Well, yeah, (laughs) exactly. So I I lost another job in April, you know, again, not to, you know, I'm a very good employee, but I mean, it was many, (laughs) God knows there's so many different things going on, but it was something, it was right before I went to Nepal and I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like, I, I, you know, I can't, how am I going to get a job? And I'm like, also, hey, by the way, I'm going to be away for six weeks (laughs) next month. Can you please? So what, what kept appearing? The only, everything was falling away. The only thing that kept appearing was Capoeira. And um and yeah, it was the only consistent thing. And again, like you have to look at what's in front of you. And I was terrified because I was like, How am I gonna support myself through Capoeira? Yeah. Right. And 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 Global Girl Project, none of which were paying me enough yeah. to like eat. Uh, and so I have a friend who runs this pro- uh, school program here, and he said, please come and teach my school program. And and I kept thinking, no, like the practical side, how am I going to pay my bills on this? This isn't going to work. And he just said, you need to say yes. And just say yes, and it, will open. and it will open up. So, you know, this last couple of months, actually, it's all very new. This is the first time in my life that I do not have another job. I have committed myself to living my life through my two passions which is global girl project and capoeira so i started teaching not only at my own academy but also in a school program so i now teach you know five days a week kids and then adults and then you know spend my mornings um trying to change the world through
0: global girl project (laughs) Uh, yeah to go back to something we we talked about earlier and just saying yes and opening the door you and I are contact as well. And I mentioned to Julia earlier how she's very much inspired me, not just because of this incredible project that you're working with, the Global Girl Project, but also just something so small in terms of what you said when we first got in contact about not only wanting to come on to Caesar Day, but the fact it's supporting another gay woman. And at the time, I hadn't actually celebrated Caesar Day within my industry because of that very point. But you inspired me. And I did it, and I said yes, and I put it out there, and I've had such fab feedback. I mean, it's been phenomenal, and I find it quite—it's it's emotional, it's incredible, it's a release almost. So I, I'm right behind you. You—you—it's wonderful what you've been doing and the whole thing. So, uh, and I'm super chuffed to have met you and, and come onto your boat, and also as well, I must point out, we—Julia <laughs> has a dog. Oh, she's beautiful. She's she's Sparco right between us. Lua, she's beautiful. And she I, I wondered if she might bark when we started doing this, but she hasn't.
1: No, she, <laughs> she knows when it's time to relax and behave herself and <laughs> when it's you know it's time to go and have some fun. But
0: Okay, so let's let's do some random questions All for right. you. I always do this. You remember when email started years and years ago and they'd always send up barely, barely. <laughs> Because, no, 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 well they used to send out all those emails that would have you know what are your dislikes and what are your likes and pink and purple and whatever no do you not remember? it there's loads no. of it um yeah so right here's a couple of questions for you favorite place to live since you've moved around a lot well you know what I would
1: say quite honestly my favorite place to live is wherever I'm living um and I that probably sounds kooky but it's true because it's it's um for me, at this point in my life, it's like it—you have to be absolutely present yes. all the time. So it doesn't matter where I've lived or where I may live in the future. All that matters is right now. This is where I'm living. So, so I have to—I choose to make the best of it wherever you know wherever I am. And I think that's you know, I I'd, years ago my father passed away sort of very unexpectedly, and 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 he was you know 60 and he like lived his life like he was when he'd retire yeah. he'd do everything and from that point on it was very clear that this is this is it and, you know one of my favorite quotes yeah. is like nothing is worth more than this day yeah right and so my favorite place is exactly where I am Yay! <laughs> that's it I know that sounds <laughs> it but it's actually true I love
0: it no absolutely love it um favorite food since you have also traveled a decent amount
1: I love all food equally <laughs> except for meat I'm a vegetarian. I love cookies. I also, (laughs) but like real, like I will travel across the city to find a good cookie. Also, uh, not biscuits. No, these are okay here, but not. yeah, they're not great. They're not soft. And uh, honestly, uh, veggie burgers. Like when I was in Nepal, I was just dreaming about a really good veggie burger. I know that sounds completely, but it's just like, you know, but I love all food. And okay,
0: what is your most used emoji?
1: First of all, I don't use a lot of emojis. And I think it started because I uh, had an old, old iPhone that like it had, it it. didn't have them. And then people would send me their emojis, but it all just ended up question marks. I was like, what are you saying to me? (laughs) Um, And so I honestly, the one that I use the most is probably either a heart or the the kiss I'm sorry I know that sounds terrible
0: but it's totally true I can't think of anything else I love it okay so finally what would you say to anybody who's looking to start out on their own Mm -hmm. perhaps has been inspired by you uh, for anything that they've been thinking about at the back of their mind the intuition we spoke about Mm -hmm. what would you say to them in order for them to seize the day and and make the first leap of faith um, I think w-
1: w- the number one thing I, I think I'd say is is that don't wait for the absence of fear mm-hmm. right I feel like as as uh, as a human society we've been taught that we are looking for balance yeah. right and for us balance is kind of like this comfortable place without fear without excitement without it's like this 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 middle ground and I actually feel like that's doing a lot of us a disservice and and that what we really need to be looking for is that feeling where we are terrified and excited at the same time that's what you need to look for and and I I was saying like I now live in this this space where I feel like that all the time and uh, while it can be tiring, you need to learn how to take care of yourself, right? That's why I live on a boat, you know. Um being water, being, you know, is very nurturing. So I'd just say don't look, don't wait to, to be fearless. Yeah. Don't wait to be fearless. You will be scared. If it doesn't terrify you, it's not worth doing. It needs to scare you, but you also need to feel excited about it as well. And just do it. just take that first step. you know that I believe in the, the universe and and if you take that first step, you're saying yes, right and, and the universe will conspire, and I'm sure you've heard that quote many times before. and and then just see what comes, right and and don't look at things as, as a failure. It's just this is you know something is being put up to say, okay, look to the left, look to the right. That's it. Just change your perspective. That's it. Um, so I'd say do it. Do it. Life is short. It, it could be over tomorrow. I know that sounds terrible, but, but do it. This is how we change the world. If each of us, don't wait for tomorrow. if There's always a reason not to do something. I guarantee you, you can always find a reason not to do something. So if everybody does it, if everybody lives their most intrinsic uh, life, we will change the world. And you will teach that to others and you will inspire others. And this is how we'll shift the vibration of the world, right? You know, is by each of us doing it. So um, ask for help, you know, step outside of your comfort zone. Network, Network, yeah. Keep, keep reaching out, keep telling your story. Um, There'll be many people who say no. And there will be many people like yourself who say, yes, of course, you know, yeah, absolutely. And so I think another point in terms of, you know, seizing the day, since that's obviously, you know, the main focus of this podcast is not only doing stuff that makes you uncomfortable, that you're, you know, you're scared of, but actually doing things that make no sense. I love that. Right? Um, That your, your dreams, you know, why you're really here on this earth really shouldn't make that much sense to you because we, we're limited by our own experiences so far, mm-hmm. right? That's how we evaluate everything um, and the experiences of people around us. So if we're going to do something great, it's going to be kind of beyond what we've seen or what we've experienced. And so it's very hard in our mind to conceptualize something. And so we put all of these you know, these boundaries around it and we're very logistical and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Why well, moved to London? That doesn't make any sense. Right. Uh, you know, and, and I mean, my move to London was really, you know, through through my job, you know, with Sam of coming back to London every few months, all of a sudden, and London was back in my life. And I had never, as I said, when I lived here before, I was like, oh, I'm not gonna live in London. Why would I ever move back to that place? Right. Um, and then all of a sudden, it was back in my life. And, it, and I was like, this is weird. I need to look at this. Right and 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 so when i needed to make a decision about my next moves it was very clear to me that london was the place i needed to be but it made no sense yeah. made no sense to my friends I was like why wouldn't you go back to canada yeah. you know i had to leave the us i didn't you know i didn't have the visa i couldn't get a job there i was like why don't you go back to canada yeah. i'm like no that doesn't it it doesn't make sense to me it makes sense to everybody else but it doesn't make sense to me and i knew that there was something here Ooh. There was a pull. Yeah. I knew there was something here. I didn't know what it was. Couldn't explain it to anybody, so it didn't make sense, yeah. right? But I knew. And and you know, my mom knows well enough now. It's like okay. All right. <laughs> this is what's happening. Um and and it's absolutely the right place I need to be, yeah. right? For Global Girl Project. It's it's much more global. It's, yeah. it's it's the center of the world and many other things. I've started my own academy because I'm here, yeah. not because I'm in LA or anything like that. So I think that's one of the most important things. It's like Your dream, what it is that you're supposed to do should not make any sense to you when you, when you start out, just follow the pull, follow your intuition, um, and trust. Don't listen to what people around you are saying. You know, you really, you have to really be determined. I'm a very determined person. That's probably the number one trait that's gotten me here is a very determined person. And if I've decided I'm doing something, I'm doing it. Um, and 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 so I think that's a really important thing to remember is to just you know look at what doesn't make sense,
0: um, yeah. but feels right. Oh, Julia, absolutely love this! A, an inspirational, wonderful, incredible work you're doing. Uh, just inspiring. Where can everybody find you? Pimp yourself out. Where can, where can you be found? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Where, where website? Where, where are you? Everywhere,
1: baby, everywhere. Um, yeah, so again, like, yeah, pimp yourself out, right? So I'm on Facebook. If you just look up Global Girl Project, we have a Facebook page It's very active. Uh, we're on Instagram. Again, Global Girl Project. Um, and we're on Twitter. And I think it's at Global Girl Proj. You couldn't fit the act in there. Um, (laughs) Email is info at globalgirlproject.org. My website, www.globalgirlproject.org. We're all over the place. Um, And I'm sure that you'll, you know, you'll, you'll add it there. But again, that's another thing. I mean, before I started Global Girl Project, I was like hardly on social media. I really wasn't interested in people knowing what I, you know, anything about myself. I mean, I'm a social worker right so social workers really are kind of behind the scenes yeah. right your whole job is to make yourself uh, not needed yeah. and so it was very hard for me to know how to do this and feel comfortable with it mm-hmm. and now between Global Growth Project and Cabo de Brazil London you know mm-hmm. social media every day and honestly our money our website came through social media you know so a friend from from when I lived in London 16 years ago what? who lives in Australia who'd been following us on Facebook and she reached out and she's like, I've been following you and we want to donate a website. And I'm like, what? So get, keep getting your story out there. Use social media, even if it feels uncomfortable, especially as women, we feel like we're bragging or whatever. It feels, you know, you, you, you have a story to tell. It will inspire somebody. I definitely encourage people to do that. Even if it, especially since it
0: feels uncomfortable. Thank you so much, Julia. It's been a true pleasure. Thank you, Lua. Bless you. Who's just slept the whole time? I might have to take a picture of you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Take care and good luck with everything.
1: Thank you you so much, Natalie. I I had a great time. Thank you.
0: Take care. Look after yourself. Keep well. You have been listening to Seize the Day with Natalie miller All contact information can be found in the show notes, together with any links to websites I may have referred to in the show. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please pop over to seize the day com where you'll find my other shows. And come and talk to me at Twitter or email me on nataliemillersnell at gmail.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you.